0: Let's put the Rad in Radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas, mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Let's Put the Rad in Radical. And I'm kind of buzzing and beaming because I have a dear friend of mine yet again um, I had to reach out to her to be a guest here Miss Aaliyah O'Brien now the name might be a bit familiar because she is a Canadian actress I don't want to say she's a big deal but she's a freaking big deal Ah. but not just not just a Canadian actress but a soulful badass who is definitely on a mission to inspire others through you know a little bit of light and love and magic and all those great things, you know I think you started acting at about 25 years old. She's been on Rookie Blue, um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I mean the list goes on and on. And we want to hear all the deets. Like if you can just give us morsels of, of <laughs> gossip, you know that would be amazing. But really, what we want to focus on are your core values, which is what always draws me to you, and what you need to just share with everybody self-love the power of women sisterhood and also just kind of what you claim to be something that people are overlooking in this hustle culture but it is the unwind so Mm. i don't know that's a lot for us all to unpack but maybe alia if you can even just start hello thank you from all three of us uh (laughs) who are you how at 25 did you start acting where did
2: you go from there Oh my God, Alison, where do I start? Oh God, okay, well, first of all, um, I adore you. And uh, when you reached out to me, I was delighted to do this because yeah, we we bump into each other not often, but when we do, it's like a buzz of high vibration energy that just, yeah, jazzes me up. So I'm happy to be here. Um, The question is, how did I get into this crazy business? Kind of, yeah, okay. well, Tell us okay. where your journey begins. How how yes. you kick off and and well, begin this ride? I was on the astral plane and I was deciding what do I want in my next lifetime. And <laughs> I think we're, we're yeah we're gonna go there right away um, because I do believe that we choose our lives. So I I I believe that acting was. My destiny, so to speak, and it's not because I believe that I, you know, I'm this great actress, and this was like, you know, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not your a sort of quintessential artist in that. Like, it's the craft that I like live and bleed for. I do love the job, but it's more for me about the. Um, I think, like, you know, at the risk of sounding cliche, I'm just trying to trying to speak as honestly as possible. It's the opportunity to spread love and to um, really make a difference through the stories you tell, but also I think just in the vibration of who you are as a person and how you show up. I think that transcends through the television. I think it transcends in just your working environment and also, you know, now with social media and how we show up there, what we speak to there, you know, we do have a bit of a platform as artists to speak. And so I endeavor to, you know, as I work through my own shit and try to, level my own experience of life. I hope to somehow share a bit of that and inspire others to also do the same. Um, do you
1: think, Aliyah, there are two kind of paths that the acting world or the social media world or the influencer world does go. One is the private planes, the, the fancy schmancy, the here's my boom, boom car, but I'm miserable at home. Maybe there's a lot of people that have those planes. I, <laughs> yeah, But I'm just envisioning that they're not happy. But there's that, or there is using your platform for a powerful cause, which is spreading love or spreading that connection. And so, you know, we, we kind of did some digging on you and it said that you started acting at 25, well, at 25, I mean, I was still piecing my life together. How did you get into acting, but then decide, yeah, did you go for the private planes or were you more into love? Yeah.
2: You know what? It was, for me, it was all about aliveness. So I had a whole life before. I mean, starting acting at 25 is actually kind of late. And like most of my friends were, you know, in the kids or teenagers or, you know, um, and it wasn't, it was for me, it was like, you know, 25 to 29 was kind of like the training and the like figuring it out and then falling in love with it part. So to, to be close to 30 and like starting a career in acting is actually like Kind of crazy um but uh no regrets for sure but so for me it was um you know without getting into all the details of my life before uh a friend of mine was like come take this acting class for fun with me and i i like to try random shit, <laughs> new things and i had done some acting in, in high school and stuff like that but um but i was like okay so we were literally in a like community uh church basement doing um this acting class with this teacher who's god I wish I remembered her name I have the worst memory in the world but like I wish I could reach out to her and be like thank you for being the catalyst you know the, the instigator of this I mean really my friend Dave is the, the the real catalyst for inviting me but um this class was serious like it wasn't just you know we played games and stuff but it, it was like she gave us these scenes that were meaty juicy scenes that really evoked a lot of you know emotion a, a and I a, a to- told a story and I um, we had a little final performance at the end of our you know uh, 10 weeks or whatever and uh, I didn't invite anyone because I was like too embarrassed and very shy about all the, all these things um, but her the teachers had a director friend from Toronto visiting and she came to watch our final performances and and this director friend came up to me after and she said you know if you love love this you should consider doing it as a profession and i was like no that's crazy you know but she planted a seed and this the the seed grew this i watered the seed a little i took another class and i kept watering it and eventually it became undeniable that what it was for me was I felt so alive in the experiencing of this of telling the story, like living the character's life, but also the performance factor. There's a an energy to that. There's an aliveness. And I had previously been like obsessed with um fitness and personal training. And I think I was really excited about like the working with the body, but this was like working with like the mind, body, spirit whole thing, like storytelling. So I just kept following that that, um, passion and that, like, you know, that curiosity until it was that, you know, that moment where it's like, I have to either go for this or regret it for the rest of my life. And so I was like, okay, pack up, move to Vancouver, take, go to full-time acting program and and see what happens. And I'm still here. So I was just gonna,
3: was that all in Vancouver? Where where did you go? Did you live in Vancouver before that or
2: no? No. So I
3: was on the Island. I grew up in Victoria. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to ask, and you might have a more relevant question, Amanda, sorry, but I just had a question. I wanted to know what you were doing before acting. Like, what was your, when you were like 24 and you're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Whenever and whatever.
2: Yeah. I, I basically graduated high school and was like, I'm going to travel the world. And so I went to like almost 40 countries in, in a few years. I just was like, Travel, work, travel, work, I would have like seven jobs at one time and hustle, hustle, and then go for like a year and see the world and so many wild, crazy stories and adventures that um, I'll have to tell you another time. But um, then during all that, I fell in love with um, fitness and personal training as a, a career. So I took all these, you know, certifications that you have to take and, and, uh, and then started going to school for kinesiology. Um and was like, I'm gonna work with athletes and and do like very advanced sports specific training because I just loved the, the like, o- honestly, more than anything, I just, I loved training myself. Like I would do the, I'd be that weirdo in the gym that was like standing on a Swiss ball with like bet, like, you know, with a barbell doing squats, like just like seeing what was possible kind of thing. And I was, yeah, I was really ripped and it was like really fun to just like push my own body. Um, and then, yeah. And I was in the process of all that and I uh, was, you know, working with clients and stuff and, uh, and then took this acting class and it just slowly took over. And until the, you know, I was like, fitness, what? Like now I don't even go to the gym. i mean, I work out, but I don't, <laughs> I don't go to the, now I'm like, wait, Ugh,
0: Boring. Leah, I am obsessed with the way that you share. And it's because Truth be told, in a year like 2020, which has been the year that has continuously rolled through the next year of 2021, it sort of feels like, you know, it's so refreshing to hear you share with this same level of alignment and aliveness that you just said that acting gave you. Like, it's so refreshing to hear how lit up it makes you because I think we've all been on a lower vibration with things that have been going on and this and that. And and truth be told, even before 2020, like, I think... Um, women for women in particular forget to follow that feeling. It's almost like they forget or they don't think they have the permission to explore that, that something that sparks within them the exact thing that acting did for you. But you're also multi-passionate, right? Like you mentioned, fitness also sparked your interest and travel also sparked your interest. Um, so one thing that really felt aligned for us to have you as a guest on the podcast was the way that you were passionate about Women, raising women up, lifting themselves up, doing that for each other as a whole, as well. And also, not just being a human doing, but being a human being, mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. yourself permission to play, to just be, to, you know, sensually relish in this beautiful life. And I really don't think that we've gotten a lot of that over the last year, but historically, patriarchally speaking, that has also been an undercurrent for. For, for many. So what would you say to somebody who's at that fork in the road? Like you just explained of like, should I pursue this? I'm almost a certain age. Like what if I don't like, will I regret it? How did you take that seriously brave leap, which is what it is. It's, it's a brave, bold choice to trust your voice and your guts in some of the things that we navigate. How did you, mm-hmm. and how would you encourage a woman who's at that precipice to really, take that leap and sort of trust their gut. Like what was the, what was the push for you that made you know you would regret it had you not done this?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think that the first step, and it kind of was in, in your question, you mentioned the whole like human being versus human doing thing. I think you have to get quiet first. You have to like tune in like you, you, you know, you're, you're asking the question of, um, how do you follow your gut? Well, first you have to hear it. You have to listen to, you know, you have to know. And I think that so often we do life through, um, our head through our, like the shoulds and what, you know, what we're sort of indoctrinated with what, you know, what will be secure and keep us safe. And, and we, we act, um, often, and I say we, and I mean, I like, this is, you know, this is something that I've noticed for myself, of course. But, um, but I think it's, you know, it's not, I'm not alone in this, that we, you know, we we are fear driven. Like we do things to avoid a bad thing, or, um, you know, we pick the job that pays well, and that gives us security. Um, and we're so busy trying to get ahead and trying to get everything done and trying to, you know, raise our kids or just like hustle and make money. And we live in expensive cities and all these things that we, don't actually take the time to like really tune in or give ourselves the space to do the things that really give us pleasure and that light us up and that feel fun and exciting. Um, so I think the first step is like, you you gotta like, give yourself permission to slow down and like tune in, or if something excites you, like play, do it, follow it. Um, and I think it's always like it, people often ask, um, ask me about, like, should I get into acting and this sort of thing. And I'm always very, like, hesitant not to glamorize it because it's not a glamorous business. <laughs> like, it really is a, a a lot of hard work with no job security and, you know, whatever. um, But I always... I always tell them like, start just playing, like trying it out, like taking classes. And if you love it, like if you're having fun doing it, then follow that, but don't make it like, this is going to be my career. You you know, it took me probably, what was it like eight years of bartending or something, um, to, to back my, you know, my inconsistent acting paychecks, because that's what it takes to like, you know, to build it. But I, but because acting wasn't the thing that paid my rent, I was able to keep having fun with it and keep having fun with it to build it to a point where it was paying my rent and then my mortgage and, and so on. But so, yeah, just back to your question. I think it's really like first tuning into your gut, your heart, your, your intuition, whatever you want to call it. And like, what is what is the calling? And then giving yourself permission to, to follow it um, within the parameters that feel safe and good for you. Because because sometimes like you can't just quit your job and go for something new. Um, Sometimes you have to do it slowly. But, but I think when we tune into that truth, that inner knowing, it becomes too hard not to listen to it. You know, when you really connect with it, you're like, I can't, I will betray myself if I don't follow this. And that's when I say that, like, I, I just got goosebumps actually, because that's, that for me was the the you know the moment of like i have to go for this or i will regret it i just knew that and i can't live a life of regret like that just feels not like not an option so yeah follow the fun follow the passion follow the joy and um and trust trust like this is a big thing for me like i'm i'm a spiritual person like you know my spirituality is out of the closet so like i will go fully fully you know address that i believe that when you follow the fun when you follow the pleasure when you follow the passion you are in the vibration of love and abundance and the universe shows up for you and it continually shows up for you and i like i'm major goosebumps now because this is like this is real shit. it will you will be supported you will be supported you will not be supported if you're scared and you choose to play small <laughs> you will get a small life but if you if you play big and you follow your heart you will be supported. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but it will work out. You will be supported. Don't you that.
1: think that? Don't you think that's the ultimate form of self love? Yes. Like I think to myself what you just said, and again, I was like, oh goosebumpies. Uh, but I'm like, man, that is the ultimate form of self love. And I think yes, that, I think that in for women, we're really taught not to listen to that. Like you know, I know that there's a lot of you know, bills to pay and kids. And um, are you in love? And is this your perfect partner? And like, like, there's just so much stuff, which is opposite to the freedom and love and oneness. And, you know, and it's just so hard to find that balance. And I know that's what you're so passionate about. How did you tune into your self love? And let's get as spiritual as we possibly can. Like, we- <laughs> you're down to yes. the spiritual talk.
3: Perfect. Well, I want to, can I just, I want to yes. just add, because I literally wrote down the same question, but I want to know, like, what are some of your favorite ways? Cause you know, I think we talk all the time and I've said it a hundred times for like, slow down, you know, listen and, you know, be with yourself and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, but, but how, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people struggle with the shut it off
2: and be, what are some of, again, with Allie's question, your favorite ways to do that? oh girl i mean i am in the playground of this right now it is an, i am not good at it like i am really good at like a big ass list and fucking like waking up and go town like let's do get this done and 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 that feels good right like we've been conditioned that like dopamine hits like checking it off yes 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 feels so good um we're not conditioned to nap, rest, take space. Like, I don't even know. I've been told by so many people, like I have an Akashic Records reader who I I see every now and then, and she's like my go-to, like she just gives me the best affirming advice ever. And I mean, it's really my guides giving me the advice through her, you know, Um, and it's always like bang on. And every time I see her, they say the same thing. They say downtime, frequency. (laughs) you need to spend more time in downtime frequency this is where you attract abundance this is where you receive all of the efforts you've been putting in. this is where you 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 receive essentially and i'm like what does that mean like what what but what do i do it's like oh no no no, it's not do it's it's be and it's it's very uh, it's honestly very challenging so the last time i met with her she said um that my homework she she gives soul homework or they give you soul homework it's awesome and my homework was every day to pick a time of day where I'm going to give myself downtime frequency not to decide what it's going to be but just like six o'clock and she's like it could be 15 minutes it could be an hour it can be the whole night whatever but pick a time and then when the time comes feel into what you feel like doing like you know do I feel like going for a walk? Do I feel like eating some delicious food? Do I feel like meditating? Do I feel like napping? What what, is, what do you feel like doing in that moment? Um, and every time I do it, I first have to cycle through a bunch of doings. Like I'm like, I'll go for a walk and listen to that podcast that I've been meaning to listen to because I have to, you know, whatever. And it's like, I'm, I'm still trying to tick shit off the list, you know? And I have to like de-escalate myself into a like, no just like permission to just be and it's a fucking magic when it when i actually succumb to the 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 like saturday night i did it i i was like do 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 and then i was like okay like enough stop it's saturday um so, I went for a walk in the neighborhood. I, I smoked a little bit of weed. I'm not going to lie, that helps with downtime frequency, um, which I don't normally do, but I, to be honest, but I, but it was really fun. Um, <laughs> I also had my period. So, I was like, a lot of body soreness. And so, I was like, this is a double helpful. Um, so, so I <laughs> smoke a little bit of weed. And okay. So, if you are a little bit high and you're on a walk on a sunny Saturday by yourself in, in Kitts Beach area, what is like the number one thing? that you would hope to bump into or come across what do you think like top of the list any 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 guesses what would you what would what your first instincts on like what you would want to run into an ice Ryan reynolds ryan reynolds running an ice cream truck right right i'm
1: like an ice cream truck i would want to see an ice cream truck. i'm high yeah. and it's sunny yeah. I want to see an ice cream. Raina says Ryan Reynolds. Oh
2: my God. Yeah, 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 right? I mean, both very good options. Ryan Reynolds serving ice cream would probably be the top of my list too. I did not run into that. However, all of a sudden I was like, what is that smell? And I looked down this alley and there's literally like a mobile, big ass, wood-burning pizza oven. And I'm like, what? What is happening so i like mosey up because there's these like handsome chefs like making pizza in this back alley and i'm like i'm sorry but what is happening right now (laughs) and they're like oh hey you know we're just you know we're catering this party we're making pizza come back in an hour we'll we'll give you a pizza and i was like done so i went for a walk along the beach came back and hung out with them for a couple of hours. They served me a Manhattan pizza cookies that their mom baked. Like I was just like, this is But this is like, I feel like this is the it was the universe being like, this is what happens when you rest, when you give yourself permission. It's like you you, you jump into this vortex of magic. like and the the receiving that she, you know she slash my my guides were talking about is like you're just getting in that flow. And when you're in the doing it's like you're almost like out of the flow because you're just like you're you're in control focus focus and i think like as as humans but especially as women it's really important to spend more time in that like stillness heart open you know like i was just like going for a walk and i was just super open and you know and i i had the impulse too like i saw the pizza oven and i was like you know, Oh, like I, I shouldn't infringe upon this situation. Then I was like, fuck that. Like, just go say hi. Like, you know, curious. I always still, as a adult, like I've done so much work, but this, this shy little girl still is in me. And I always have to just kind of like, you know, just like take her hand and be like, let's go, you know? (laughs) So. Oh my
0: goodness! I feel like we all need to chat with uh, your your source, your guide, the, <laughs> the babe, who helps you speak with your higher uh, spirits, your higher self, because I am hella interested in having um, some sort of reading. Uh, we're all into it, and I think the other thing all three of us can agree on, and that we've chatted about it, we've chatted about on the podcast, has been um, this inability to tap into that level of magic because we are so fucking addicted to this hustle shit. I'm so tired of it. It's literally the cutoff from your higher source. It's literally the thing that that depletes you and takes you furthest away from that that potential to find your fun, that potential to be curious, to be bored is divine. And unfortunately, we're never bored because we're always fucking doing this. And I'm scrolling my phone as like, it's like we're constantly, your thumb is working overtime so that your mind can be numb. And I think it's such a travesty that we cannot experience an evening like that because we're so close to the potential of magic when, when we're so caught up in all that hustle. And I, I'm obsessed with hearing the way that you were so in tune with what did you call it? You called it downtime frequency.
2: Downtime frequency is how it was phrased to me, basically by my my guides. And yes, yes. it's like it's literally just like whew, slow it down and be, you know, present, open, relaxed, be and follow, at. follow, follow whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, yes. yeah,
0: and <laughs> yes. that that is and a- high and high <laughs> and
3: high. And maybe if that's what floats your boat, then yeah,
2: I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not like an advocate for drugs. I I have a very healthy relationship with, you know, microdosing things and and exploring things. But, um, but I think like, if that's fun for you, then follow the fun, you know, if you have a healthy relationship with it, great, great. Like why not? Yeah. It was in terms of,
0: in terms of following that fun. I mean, when it came to career path and things like that, like, I know like acting really sparked it for you what what helped you like what helped you take that um initial leap into it that would have that would have brought you here like you said you had to quiet like almost your inner shy self and you know find Mm. that almost that roar that can come out when you do follow your your fun and and that passion for yourself but you know what what allowed you to take that and apply it to your works so that you, you could have a flourishing career because, you know, we're saying that the hustle is obviously the thing that pulls you away from yourself, but we do need to work. We do need to do things that we're passionate about versus just taking the job that pays the bills potentially. So how did you find a way to marry the two? Like, you know, it's not an easy career path you mentioned, like it can be a, like a real unglamorous, I guess, like field, Um, Mm. How do you stay connected to that feeling in in the mundane and the work and the unsexy moments of of what it is? How do you keep tapped into that? Because that's such a superpower. It
2: really is. Yeah, I mean... The hustle has served me big time in this, you know, life and in this job. In terms of like, it it does. You do have to be somebody that like is willing to take all the classes and and work the jobs to pay. You know, to to pay for the the classes, and then you know, I would bartend till four in the morning and then have an audition at ten a.m. and like you know, there's all this the the stuff that um uh, obviously there's a there's a value to that like work ethic and that that hustle. Um, I'd say that the the where I find the balance and you know i'm I'm always continuing to work on it, but I think the reason that I've been able to be successful is that i i um my probably my biggest passion, my number one uh, I don't want to say my number one value but my my biggest I don't know, passion is actually personal expansion, personal growth, like, you know, soul expansion. Like my, I've always been interested in just up-leveling my experience of life. And so I'm constantly digesting books and podcasts and going to coaches and develop, you know, I have a a morning ritual that just keeps getting longer and longer. Like, like, you know, I was in a cult, like I've done it all. Like,
3: you know,
2: like, yeah, yeah, so like it's it's i'm I'm a growth junkie, and so that keeps me both um grounded and centered, but also um just uh I think, yeah, just ever ever able to tune in to that passion because. And I forget all the time. Like, I forget all the time. So it's co- it's a constant process of, like, out of alignment, back in alignment, out of alignment, back in alignment. But because I'm so excited by and committed to the growth and the expansion, I always find my way back, you know. And, I
3: yeah. think that's really important for people to hear, too, is the, like, it's not a perfect thing that you're doing every single day you're not sitting down every single day being like ooh, only me like this is perfect no th- other thoughts coming in my head like
2: god no we
3: fail at quiet time quite often and i think that a lot of people see that as something that's kind of discouraging so i appreciate you sharing that too and i mean just the hustle culture in general i love that we even brought it up i'm reading a book right now and it talks it's literally word for word said following what lights you up leads you to your calling and i think that mm. because you know, and then you even said, then you'll be supported, but I think that feels so backwards for so many people, right? So we kind of just automatically are just in this sense of
2: resisting. So I just, I could listen to you talk all day. This has been super exciting. (laughs) I think what you said, I think what you just said is super important. I think we have like this intrinsic guilt or shame around letting ourselves have fun, letting ourselves relax, letting ourselves do the things that just feel good pleasure enjoyment like it's like we're not doing enough we're not being enough we're you know and so um but it but it's backwards it's like counterintuitive to to think that when i'm in that place when i give myself permission that's when i actually get more receive more that's when i'm open to the abundance open to the guidance and it's almost like a shortcut too because it's when you're in that space that you get the the important creative idea or you get you know you, you um, rest enough that you have the energy to then do the whatever it is you're you're wanting to do more efficiently and better and so it is a shortcut but it feels like it feels like we we just haven't learned that yet and so it feels like there's like a feeling in our body that happens it's like no 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 I can't do this so then in our brain we go what else could I do that will make me feel like I'm being productive
1: I'm wondering if you can tell me, and this is a, a bit of a weird question, but what are your yeah. spiritual non-negotiables? Ew. So like over the years, I, first of all, I would love to know when was the first time you kind of felt your spirit guides? Because I'm always looking for them and I'm like, where are you? So <laughs> I was, I'm wondering if you could just, just, where, like, how did that kind of happen? Or where did you, how did you tune in? Would mm. be maybe, and then also, what, you know, you said, you're like my morning routine just gets longer and longer and longer. And maybe that's a spiritual non-negotiable where you're like, actually, these things are non-negotiable in my life because they actually suck my spirit and I no longer will partake in them. So like, Mm. do you have any things that things that you've kind of learned through like the hustle or unsupportive women maybe, or things that you've had to be like, nope, sorry, that actually sucks my spirit. So now it's a non-negotiable that I put me
2: in first. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I'll speak first to the because I actually what like comes to me more and lights me up more is the things that I prioritize as like very important. Um, I feel like it's interesting when you prioritize what's important for your spirit, for your, for your well being, um, for your physical well being, all of it. You the rest falls away, and you actually you actually don't have to say no anymore because it just goes away. Like it's like the people that maybe like you don't necessarily feel in alignment with as, as friends, they just stop calling. Like when you're stepping into your alignment and focusing on what you really want and that fun and that the things that are, that you care about and and your truth, when you're upholding that, I feel like actually you, you don't have to do the work to cut out the other stuff. It just, naturally happens it's like the universe supports that for you because they're like oh they're like oh you're you're in alignment so great like this is all you see now is what's in alignment for you um that's been true for me actually and it was when i um i ended a nine-year relationship about three maybe it was even four years ago now with a very wonderful human who just was no longer in alignment for me as a partner and that sent me on a deep dive into who am I, what's my truth? what you know, how do I show up and take care of myself? Like deep dive. And um, th- it's like the whole world reorganized around me to support me. It was just like magic, 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 door, door, door opening. And it was wild to me because I had never been that in alignment before because I'd been, you know, distracted by all kinds of things and and you know, trying to make a relationship work that ultimately wasn't right for me. and um, but when I got fully in alignment with myself, it was just like one beautiful thing after another. And so it was through that. And, you know, over the years that I've, I have developed like rituals are big for me. Um, cause I feel like if I'm not consistently tuning in, then I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll fall off the horse. Like, it's just inevitable. Like, you know, cause I'm been, I taught myself for so many years to, 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 to do things the way that society tells you to and you know and the patriarchy and whatever you know I mean but um so I so the morning rituals starting my day connected is for me a non-negotiable like that is like an absolute like I do you know there's the odd time where I'm you know I wake up later than I plan to and I'm rushed out the door and either I am trying to like I don't know do my ritual like as i'm driving or something which is not a great move um you know it's like a half-assed version it just is not the same so i i know now to like just make time for that and i just i carve it out and that's the first thing i do and it's it's a whole series of things like it's um you know it's a there's a physical practice of like you know kind of like sun salutation and yoga and stuff just to like get in my body and i do a lot of like really like sensual kind of like body movement because that feels really good and um, but then it's also like a prayer sort of piece where I'm connecting with myself and my guides and the angels, and I'm asking for um, support and guidance and and health and well-being for my myself and my family. Um, I've been doing that since I that's like my oldest memory is like talking to God literally and and asking for the safety of my family. <laughs> So to answer your question about when did you start talking to your guides like I I don't have a memory of not talking to them like that's been something that's just been through throughout my my life is like a knowing that I just when people are like but how do you know god exists I'm like how do I not know like I just I just know like I don't I'm I'm and I, and that's one one thing I'm very unapologetic about about spirituality is like I don't need to explain to somebody who doesn't, isn't on the same page. I fully respect. If you don't believe, that's that's you. But like, for me, it's just the knowing is so deep that I, it's undeniable for me. And it's not, for me, it's not like, you know, um, like God is just the interconnected consciousness that we all are, the love that we all are. It's, it's this matrix of love or, or, you know, whatever. And it's, yeah, it's anyways. So, um, yeah so, the, yeah, so the morning ritual has a, a bit of a prayer component, a bit of a gratitude component and um, a visualization component. I have like a whole um, through this mindset coaching program that I did that was really excellent. I, I developed a like a, a not a mantra, but it, but it is kind of like a like a pep talk to myself. So I finish with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like, uh, there's a few more pieces, but basically it's just, and then I, and I, and then I'm like, you know, and sometimes it takes an hour and sometimes it ta if I do it ex- an express version, it can be like, you know, 20 minutes. And, uh, and then I just feel like, like a li- I literally end like this. Yes.
0: I'm eating this up. This is the way everybody's, can. We, our listeners adopt this. This level of vibe, energy, this excitement. I'm. I am obsessed with this. Truly, like it's just
2: amazing. It
0: feels good. It, and and how how like luxurious for it to feel good. And I think that that's such a powerful thing you're sharing. One thing I will notice from your morning routine that you did not mention is scrolling your phone. And I know you brought up ah. social media earlier and and that you are an online presence, like that is just sort of the name of the game. Like I'm also sure that um, being involved in the acting world, like it might help, or maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe it helps if you're on, if you have a presence there, I don't know. But what what is the role of your social in your life and how do you make it not influence you in such a competitive field to begin with, but just like social is just like this competitive space as a whole everyone's competing for attention. Um, Mm -hmm. some people use it for work. Some people totally use it for pleasure, but, but that there's a line though. It's not always pleasure. Like you can get on and start comparing yourself and get caught in that trap, or it can detract from all the things that would pump you up in your morning routine. And, and Mm -hmm. people, um, you know, don't seem to. I mean, they don't seem to know how to get out of it, especially with the year we've had. we've all been stuck at home. Like I feel like people have been on a device more than normal. So how have you navigated that? Like we're always curious. We love to ask our guests how you handle the friggin beast that is the online internet, like the web. <laughs> how do you oh, navigate
2: man. that man? girl. I was at the lake the other day, um and I walked by this like group of people, and four of them were all on their phones At the lake, they're having a barbecue. I was like you guys like <laughs> anyways. Um, Yeah, so for sure, first thing in the morning, I, my phone is in airplane mode when I go to bed, and then it stays in airplane mode until, like, at least till I'm done my morning routine, ideally longer than that. I I play music in the morning, but, like, it's still in airplane mode. Um, And, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky, like, I, I have a relatively healthy relationship with social media, um, and it hasn't been at times, though, so I've done, like, the, detox before where, you know, you go off for a couple months. I find that very helpful because what I find for myself is I actually spend less time um, like scrolling and like looking at other people's things and more time. The, the pressure that I put on myself is that um, I, I should be inspiring. I should be putting out content that's like, you know, um, going to help people and and because I do feel a real like calling to to be able to influence in the world in that way. but what I've what I keep reminding myself and it's it's constant is that inspiration and and um love, the the kind of love that I want to put out there doesn't come from shoulds. It doesn't come from a place of like, you know, I have to do this, I should do this. it's it comes truly from a place of connectedness and inspiration. And so it's more important that I feel inspired to share um, and that when I share, it comes from a place of authenticity and not the like, my job is an actor, so I should post about acting. Sometimes I do, you know, like chances are if I'm posting about a show I'm on or something it's not because i'm like i feel so inspired to you know like it's probably feels like it's probably part like this was a really fun job and like i'm sharing it but it's probably more like this is my job so i should post this on social media which is why if you look at my instagram it's really there's not very little about work on (laughs) there because i'm trying to post from a place of inspiration um but I also feel, I feel the sort of, the, the job of it feels like responding to messages that people send. Like I feel a certain, like I wanna feel approachable and I want people to feel heard and seen. So I do take the time to like go through my DMs and try to you know respond as much as possible. Um, so when I go on, that's what I do. I kind of like, you know, will like respond to the messages and maybe look at a couple. Luckily, because the algorithm, it just shows you like your favorite people, you know, so I usually see like my five favorite people and I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool that they're doing that. Or it's, or it's a lot of like, you know, spirit daughter and like these great quotes and posts and things like that. To where you're like, oh, that's, I needed that today, you know? Um, but I, what, one of the things I do is I have Instagram on my phone is at the, like, maybe like seven pages deep in the back of my phone. So I have to like scroll over to get to it. So I don't impulsively just like go like stand in a lineup or whatever. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like, um, I think because I, I know that, that social media is an addictive, um, sort of it's, it's an, it's a way to take me away from myself. So I'm more inspired to in those moments where I feel the impulse because the impulse is always there to just stop and go like, OK, well, what if I just, you know, take a step back and like look around me? What if I like, oh, I feel oh the breeze feels really nice on my face. Oh, that's nice. And then I like start to like connect back in. I always instantly am like, oh, yeah, this is this is better. This is, you know, but it's like almost like pattern interrupting that impulse because it's, it's always going to be there. So, yeah, I don't know if that's.
0: That's definitely depression. what I have felt as well, because it's been, you know, kind of like you said, where you, you were out and about and you noticed lots of a group of people and they were kind of just mesmerized by their online space versus the environment that they were literally immersed in. And mm. I've been there. I mean, I've absolutely been guilty of that. And I've realized just exactly what you said. It just takes you further away from yourself. And if this work, if this ability to have found the joy or the fun and the passion in what you do has been all about coming closer to you, then I love that you've prioritized taking away the distractions as much as you can. Like you said, it's almost natural that it'll kind of always, always sort of be there, but but mm-hmm. you're so self-aware that it's been amazing to hear. How you don't let it rule your morning, like you're like it's airplane mode, like at least until I take care of me. And I think all three of us can agree that that's been a really big focus for us as well. So, you know, that's pretty cool to hear. Um, I don't know. There, there's this thing I, I I think about a lot is just the should that you keep bringing up. Mm-hmm. That I should do this. I need to post because I should because you know, it's almost like this, like this invisible pressure that no one is putting on you that we put on ourselves. Um, you know, maybe just, yeah, like, what would you, what would you say to a person who's living in the should, I mean, how can we maybe inspire a listener who's maybe not quite there yet? They don't have the routine. They maybe are online a tad bit more than serves them. They, um, they're doing the things that are, are furthering them from themselves. And a lot of the shoulds are, I have these mega responsibilities on my shoulders that make me feel like I should do this. I should not focus on that. How do we, how do we navigate that space? Cause it does feel quite heavy versus the more playful side that you've been mm-hmm. so eloquent in explaining this entire interview.
2: Yeah. It's so funny. Hey, because just, as you're saying that, I'm like, who is the God of the should, like, who is, who is this should, like who's dictating, you know like it's almost like there's this like force that's like whispering in our ears like you must do this you must work harder you must, you know but like who what like i'm the one that chooses what i want to do um yeah it, it's a good question i mean there's like different ways i feel like i go about doing this for myself because as i've you know outed myself. Like I'm terrible at it. Like I'm still like major operating in should mode and doing mode. Um, but the ways that I sort of help myself, I guess, like the, the, you know, the, the bumper lanes that I put on or the, you know, support system that I give myself, um, part of it is, um, is, uh, conscious doing. So like, Cause I can spend a whole day doing a lot of shit that a lot of, some of it's avoiding doing things that are harder. And so, you know, so I'm like messing around on the internet like, whatever, like, it's like a, it's like faux doing kind of, you know, like you're like distractive doing. So you feel productive, you're getting a little dopamine hit and you don't feel like you're, you're taking time off, but you're not really doing the thing that you want to be doing. Like that, you know, is at the top of the list. So I will like prioritize conscious, like, Make a choice to do conscious doing and doing with joy. It's like this is the the main thing. Like if you're gonna do something, do it with joy. And actually, this is another piece that um they sort of clarified for me. My guides clarified for me in my last reading. They showed me this graph. Actually, let me let me grab the post-it note off my fridge so I can show you. (laughs) Please please get it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. So here's this post-it note. Okay. So if you can see box one here is er this is emergency so this is how they explained the 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 things that you you know how you spend your time so box one and i love that this is like my spirit guides like gave me this like graph okay emergency things things that like have to get done deadlines like you know life-threatening whatever like major emergency that's box one okay box two is all the doings and it's important that if you're in the box of doings that you're doing it with joy they say obviously joy doings box three is i I put b but this is downtime frequency this is the relaxing this is the like choosing whatever feels good for you the fun the being at the beach the all those things by the way they told me that i'm gonna meet my soul divine soul partner um in this box like when i'm doing this so it's it's motivating to spend more time in this arena (laughs) um so okay so yeah so that's that and then box four is wasting time and she's like when you're in box four you're probably avoiding this one or this one um you know this one's not even being considered probably because like we live in mostly in these boxes but but it's important to recognize when you're avoiding because that's when you're unco- this is what i'm unconsciously doing doings you know or or like sometimes this is like tv watching or snacking jesus this is, like, if I'm in the fridge in the middle of the day, chances are I'm avoiding this one or this one. There's something uncomfortable that I'm just not wanting to do, and I'm, like, deciding that I need cheese instead. Um, so, yeah, so this is, like, a way to help myself to, A, remind myself that when I do things, to make sure that I'm doing them with joy. Like, and I, I'm such, I'm, like... I mean, God, I I could go on and on about perspective and like I one of the things that I'm very very grateful for is that I feel like I'm a person that understands that I curate my experience of life that I can choose to do something with joy or I can choose to suffer through it, you know. And um, obviously, there's you know circumstances that are more challenging than others, but for the most part, I'm aware that there's a choice. Um, so. But it's just about reminding yourself because we get in like the unconscious, right? And then it's like, oh shit, I could suffer because I'm suffering right now while doing this. Or I could like, how can I make this fun? Like, how can I make this fun for myself? So if you're going to do something, enjoy it. And then schedule yourself some downtime and remind yourself that it's actually the best thing that you could do for yourself. Like it's actually going to pay off tenfold in the other areas it's actually going to bring you closer to you it's actually going to bring you closer to what you're passionate about um we just have to retrain that and i think when you do it you start to like at first it's uncomfortable but the more you do it you actually you get positive reinforcement because you run into a wood-burning pizza oven like you know you <laughs> you 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 get little gems uh you get good feelings you get things start happening and you start to be aware of like oh this actually really really pays off i usually go to bali every year for all of january to like self-care the shit out of myself and it's like my recharge time and and uh and i because i know it always pays off like it's always so important with the job that i do and the hustle to like fill that cup so full and what my, what my guides have sort of tried to sh- sh- like share with me over the years, which I'm finally starting to really understand is that that's great, but it's really the day-to-day. Like how am I filling my cup? How am I rela- like relaxing my, like even if we're out of the spiritual arena, we're just talking about like nourishing your nervous system, like letting your nervous system have a break because otherwise we're running stress in our bodies and stress in our bodies is wreaking havoc on our health and our mental, you know, well-being and all of all of that stuff. So it's 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 not even even if you're not a spiritual person, like this is just science. Um, yeah. So I don't even know if I if I answered that yeah. question, but oh, like there there it is. Well, the three of us are just writing
1: down notes, so that's great, all we, great. We great. Great. What you're saying, it's okay. You're, we've great. compiled a bit of a book. We will look <gasps> at later. Uh, oh my
2: right, god! What a, I'm, I'm yeah. curious what do you guys do for like if, what would you consider downtime frequency or just being because I need more ideas oh, <laughs> oh well uh, you know what I'm gonna let Raina start because she
1: this is Well, oh, I'm like this sweating. is literally what Raina has been working on I don't want to talk for you Rain but well and we don't is, need
3: to make it a big thing I'm just I'm sitting here like everything you're saying is so amazing first of all but like I've been in this mode of like okay slow down to figure out what you need to do and like all the things and all like, I'm just in this mode of like slow down so I can figure it out. And I'm like, I'm just giggling to myself because I've been like focused on my plants and puppies and that's it and being like, okay, I think I'm being called to do something with plants and puppies. Like yes. it surely, you know what I mean? But, but I, I don't have any idea if that's the truth or not. I'm just like, I don't know what else to do for fun other than plants and puppies.
2: So I
3: love that's it. That's kind of where I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But that but you know that that's fun for you and
2: you're, you're giving yourself sure. permission to do
3: it. It's perfect. For sure. For that's sure. the other
2: thing. Like don't, we can't should ourselves into what is relaxing, what is whatever. It's like literally what feels good for you. Plants and puppies.
3: Well, and yeah. even using I like I love that you were like the word should, like now that's gonna forever be ingrained to be like if I'm saying should I or should I not, like like let it go and like do whatever
2: feels good and brings joy. So I, I love this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah yay. Okay, guys, what are what are you up to? What are what are your oh,
3: downtime
2: well, frequencies?
1: My my downtime, it's almost something that I'm like questioning, but <laughs> My downtime is actually when I really physically push myself hard. Like oh you know, yeah, when I'm outdoors in nature doing something that kind of makes me slightly scared but mm-hmm. it completely connects me to me and adrenaline and pushing a boundary of fear. So that was something that was taken away because of motherhood. I had to focus on other things, but yet I'm re reestablishing that love for nature and outdoors and sweat and then, mm. um, limit pushing. So that's a mm. the, the big, big one for me. I don't know, Amanda. Well, for me, I would say that I have been,
0: and the girls know this, it's been a heavy journey of boundaries for me, but boundaries to the things that do not make me feel expansive, vibrant, um, creative, Uh, pleasure-filled, easeful, like these adjectives, if they don't make me feel like that, then something is off. And I am like you, where I've spoken to a higher someone, like I never labeled it as God, but certainly Mm -hmm. a higher being beyond me since I was little. I've just always felt that connection. And so there was a time where it was literally beaten out of me. It was literally beaten out of me due to just constantly being the employee who'd bend over backwards for an employer for the the boyfriend who was all wrong for me. I ignored the signals of this and that, like, holy shit. Like there were every time I have not been my most magical self, it's because I've either been addicted to people pleasing or, or some sort of unhealthy, something that constantly distracted me from how valuable my voice, my beliefs, and my own self-approval is. And It's been this journey of that shit isn't flying anymore for me. So the boundaries of this, (laughs) uh, like, you can't have constant reach to me. Your urgency is not my emergency. I don't need to jump when you tell me how high my, my voice is the only validation I've ever needed. And so these things have helped me do things like play hooky in the day. Cause I want to, or recognize anxious patterns and, and nip it in the bud or ask myself, why do I think I need to do that thing? Is it shopping so that i keep up with the joneses is it that more material stuff that collects fucking dust in my house that i definitely don't need so it's just been literally subject by subject in my life analyzing where new boundaries need to go up so that i'm cutting off the dead ends literally figuratively metaphorically and able Mm. to go for that walk unplug for my phone the phone fucking stays home like anything that makes me feel weighed down is an absolute no. And I know me when it's a yes, I am the rainbow itself. And when it's the should, I become the grays and the beige and every other color that has never explained me. And, and I love the way that you've explained all of this, because like Raina said, just hearing that should is now ingrained in my mind. It was like a mirror I needed to self-reflect on for sure. Everything you've shared here. Um, I wrote this line down that you shared, which was, I will betray myself, literally betray myself if I don't do this thing and I'll def- and if I don't, I'll regret it. That betrayal of self. Basically, I, my, my form of how I, I do this is I'm no longer willing to betray myself. Keeping promises to myself is my utmost highest form of self-love at this point as a former people pleaser and as someone who has struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts and anxiety and panic attacks like that shit just doesn't fly anymore and on a bigger than myself level um I'm I'm pregnant and (gasps) I I don't want to be yeah like this is it's you know I'm on week 19 and still like in the middle of things but I've never been through this before and I sure as shit do not want to drag all of that old inherited yes, turmoil yes, into yes. this new phase of being that I'm about to enter. Like I am finding like this whole other roar within myself that is just non-negotiable. Like you can't penetrate it anymore. And so, Oh, fuck. Yes. Mama bear. It. You are like, yeah, uh uh-uh. yeah. Nope.
2: Yeah, no, there's a garbage no. truck outside.
3: good for you that
2: is (laughs) so great that i love all of that i love all of that the unapologetic like i am the gardener of my garden i am the author of my story i am like and this is what it's gonna be and you know sorry but like you've been cut out (laughs) or whatever you've been rewriting we're you rewriting are goodbye <laughs> yeah good, goodbye <laughs> yes um, um that's amazing and so important I, so important for your child like yes. um i i just started this um really cool uh program called the Primestering program and it's basically all about prepping yourself for conception um and it's wild the science behind how we have control over our future children's and our children's children's epigenetics like Based on how we think and what we do in our bodies, and like it's just it's it's miraculous, really. Um. So kudos to you for, yeah, prioritizing you. And oh my god, have you guys read any all of Glennon Doyle's books, Untamed, uh, Love Warrior? Um. Yes. She is all of like she is all about this, and I am obsessed with her. Like she just she is all about, you know loving your, your one true, beautiful life and making sure that you honor that and your, your truth. And as a parent, how modeling that for your children is the most important thing, not sacrificing yourself for your children, but living your best true life to show your children that that is how they should live their lives. Like there's this one part of her, her book, um, in Untamed where she says she's brushing her, her child's hair and, uh, and she's this is the point in her life where she's in a marriage with her husband who's you know cheated on her and she's worked hard to like to to sort of salvage the marriage but she meets this woman who lights her up it's like the most love she's ever felt she's like i didn't even know what being in love was until i met this woman you know and she's but like she's like i'm going to stay in this marriage for my children and she's brushing her daughter's hair and her daughter says something like mommy can you do do my hair like yours And she said, she says that in that moment, she realized that she was staying in this marriage for her daughter, but would she want this marriage for her daughter? And it's like, fuck, like goosebumps. Like, oh, you can't, you have to live your best true life because kids, this wise woman that had four, single-parented four children said to me once, Aaliyah, kids will hear nothing you say and everything you do i.e you gotta model it you know you have to be it because that's what they're learning that's what they're picking up on anyways i'm not a parent so but i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with like conscious parenting and all this stuff i don't even have a partner to have a child with yet yet he is coming
1: (laughs) and they are coming Uh, Oh, it's all coming. Uh, And I cannot wait because we will be uh, (laughs) smoking the weed or drinking the wine when you are in celebration. Yes. I I am there for it. But I love that you brought up Glennon Doyle. Do you have any other like books or courses or people that, and we are all getting out our pens. If you could. (laughs) Yeah, we need all your people. All all your people. But resources that like our listeners or us or that you go this was a game changer or I religiously listened to this or I loved this book or this course or anything that mm-hmm. you could share with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I will forget most of them because I have the worst memory in the world, but, um, some that come to the top of mind right away, of course, Glennon Doyle. Yes. Check out all for sure. Untamed and love warrior, like just amazing. Um, also just Google her and listen to any podcast that she's been on. Um, her, she does a great talk with Brene Brown. Love that. Listen to that like five times. Um, Brene Brown's podcast is really great too. Um, unlocking us. Um, okay. So in the more spiritual arena, the kind of like new age self-help arena I've been over the years obsessed with, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, he's just like, a wise, great human and his his stuff is really like, I mean, his has a spiritual undertone, but it's really more on perspective and thoughts and like, just like, you know, his, his famous quote that I'm obsessed with and I just believe encapsulates like life is um, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And literally it's just like how we see the world is how we experience the world, you know? I think it's so important. So yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I, the book that kind of put me back into alignment you know years ago when i was in the midst of my long relationship was um gabby bernstein's um uh, the universe has your back i think that's a really good like simple to digest spiritual book you know with like great little chapter her audiobook is great too she's a great narrator because she's a great speaker so i think that's a really great place to start for people who just want to like be kind of put back into themselves um and, uh, the untethered soul by Michael Singer is a fantastic book. Um, worth repeating. I'm trying to think, like, I feel like I want to just like have a quick look at my audible right now, because I am all about the audiobook Cause I love like walking and listening and I'm not a great reader, to be honest. <laughs> um, Oh, Mel Robbins is pretty rad. She's like, I don't, if you know Mel Robbins, she's just like the hustle coach, like, and not a hustle in like a, you know, like she's trying to get you to hustle, but she's, um, her five second rule book was such a great book for me to just like drop in and get shit done to stop the, like the, the farting around the snacking in the fridge, you know, It's just like, just get, I remember I, I I read her book and I I think I was like two chapters in and I was like, boom, tonight doing my taxes, you know, like, it was just like getting shit done. And so that I, I really am I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm a big appreciator of her. Um God, I don't know. I feel like there's there's oh, oh, um uh I love um Esther Hicks, um Abraham Hicks, you know, like that's like a really if like all things manifesting. Um, mm-hmm. Uh Women Who Run with the Wolves, Clarissa Estes Pinkola or something. I'm butchering that, but you know she's that's a really beautiful book um brene brown all of her stuff is great too um yeah i don't this know is one banker after the other you yes. listen to oh, so oh.
0: many books
2: yes jen sincero you're a badass i haven't listened to that in a very long time but when i was like in my emerging into who i am i was like yes this book yes like that's a really great a great one um yeah. I think I probably should just leave it at that. I mean, God, I feel like there's, there's so many, but <laughs> those are great. You know, you know, what I think is really helpful for me is um, just listening to a little bit of something every day, just like, like a, like, even if it's five minutes of an audiobook or a podcast or something, it just puts me in the mindset and it reminds me to like, Oh, right. Like, like conscious, like I can choose, I can, you know, it's because otherwise, I, th- I think um, I, I, could, I run the risk sometimes of just like sleepwalking through the day, just like you know, following the to-do list kind of thing. So it's nice to have that morning routine, and also you know, in the car sometimes I'll just like pop on a bit of an audiobook or pop in my headphones and go for a walk. Also, though, this is something that I that I am conscious of for myself, and I, I think I want to speak to just a little bit is. careful not to get into a should place with the growth and the doing and maybe maybe uh, like I don't know that everyone runs the risk of that like I do because I I like can work myself like a full-time job but um, I will often now when I'm walking I have the like I should listen to this podcast I should catch up on this audiobook like the 10 audiobooks that I bought that I haven't listened to and then I'm like hang on a second what do you feel like doing oh I just want to listen to some music. I just want to dance down the street. That feels way better. I'm just going to dance down the street or I'm going to not listen to anything. And I'm just going to like hear the birds and the people laughing. And, you know, like, I think that actually that's more valuable often than digesting the information. So I think that's my caution to to people because I'm noticing it for myself is just, you know, a, a little bit is good to 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 learn and to remember, but careful um, careful to prioritize, just feel good and enjoyment. Cause that's what we're, you know, we've been talking about for half the time is like more time in that space.
0: Yeah. It's powerful that reminder, because it is true that personal development can sometimes become the distraction. It can sometimes lead to procrastination as well from doing like, it becomes almost that fourth quadrant that like your, your spirit guides gave you, which is like the time wasting or the, or the suck. It's almost like you could be doing that thing that would move you closer to feeling the way that you want to, or you could be simply in that moment, but then you're like, but I need to work on my attitude or I have to listen to that podcast or that that person told me to read this book. And um, that can, I I definitely understand that that can be part of the, the distraction as well. Um, and just the dance
2: down the street. I mean, listen, gang, dance, <laughs> dance is so okay? Dance counts. Oh, so. dance is my number one, like, <laughs> Same. downtime frequency. Oh my God. And I am now becoming more and more shameless about it. Like, I will literally dance down the street and people stare, but I think they're inspired or jealous, which is fine. But like, it's like, yeah, like, you know, how dare she just have so much fun on the sidewalk like that, you know? And it's like, most of the time, the response is really good, but but like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's just, I want to, I want to be unlimited in my experience and my expression. And so yes, dance is number one for sure. I feel like there was something I really wanted to say about what you were just saying though, that what was it?
0: That like personal uh, development can be like distraction or
3: um, procrastination
0: yes. almost.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, I think the most effective best thing that we can do for ourselves is often looking for what's good and going right versus what's going wrong and not working i think if we spend more energy in like obviously the gratitude of like what we have but just also like how like how how often do we look at ourselves and go like I love this about my body. I love this about who I am as a person. I love how I'm taking care of this. I love this about me. Usually we're like, this isn't working. This needs to get worked on. This needs to get evolved. This, this, I need to lose five pounds, blah, 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 blah. And then again, we're in that energy of that and we're focused on that. And that is what is the, the filter that we're living our life through as opposed to like, I love, like, you know, I love this about my body. I love, this about the kind of person I am. I love like, oh my God, I love my apartment. Like my apartment's the best. Oh my God. I like this dope mountain bike. Like I'm going to take that out for a ride later. Like my life is fucking awesome. It's a Monday and I'm going to go for a mountain bike ride. Like just like getting in that energy, the the yes, 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 energy. And then like life is like, yes, 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 yes. That is a simple way to like fast track your self-help because the self-help trap, is looking for the problems and then spending all your time and energy evolving the problems instead of just spending time in what's working. Obviously there, you know, if there's stuff that needs to get, be rewritten and stuff, that there's work that needs to be done, but it's like, I think the works gets done when you focus on what's going well and the other stuff gets rewritten kind of as a byproduct of that.
0: Well, I I really can't think of a better way to close. I feel that this is, Thank you. Thank you for the way you've poured your heart out. I mean, it has been such a valuable episode for truly any phase of life. This, this interview sort of feels like the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, because that Mm. book, you can listen to it four to five times. And every time you listen to it, you will be a different phase of yourself. And so the message you receive will be different. So to our listeners, I hope that you will adopt this, this willingness to say yes, this willingness to also just be and to and, and almost fall in love with, with your your joy, with your fun, because it can be such a fast track to finding yourself closer to you. And we don't say fast track as in quick fix, we say that to say you are your priority. And unfortunately, we can stray away from that. And I really hope that this interview is your reminder that you need you and you coming first is how the doors open, how the opportunities flow in, how you do get closer to yourself. So Alia, with that, thank you for the book recommendations, for the (laughs) insight that I think all three of us have just been like, I've been scribbling notes like furiously behind the scenes of everything you've said. Um, And to our listeners, if this reminded you of someone, please, um, send it to a friend. If if they popped up in your head, it's probably for them. Like take that intuition and make sure it gets delivered to them or, or did you need it? And, and maybe that's the self-reflection that you can take the time on today um, to sort of honor Aaliyah's time and these golden nuggets that were just mic dropped, like one after the other. Aaliyah, you are a gift, really. I mean, Aww. the best, all the best to you in every single thing that you do. And, and I just know that it will continue to flourish and thrive because that's literally what you exude. It's what you've put out into the world. And I know that the universe is just dying to dote on you and just simply <laughs> it right it back and,
2: and just- I love that image. The universe yeah. doting on me. Yes. yes, and all of us and all of us. Yes, yes. yes. Well, thank you so much, ladies. You're such incredible women and I love that you're doing this and I'm honored that you had me on it. I guess it was really fun. And I, yeah, I, now I just want to hang out with you all and have a glass of wine or, or whatever.